Welcome to The Archetypist, the only analytics-based genre fiction podcast. I'm Jacob, one of your hosts here with you tonight, or today, or this morning, whatever works for you. I'm recording this around 10 p.m. It's dark out, but the yellow streetlights hum outside my casement window, a subtle electric harmony to the last of the summer crickets shrieking in the mid-October night. A dog barks in the distance, probably a stray, and shouting echoes down the deserted, trash-filled alleyway below my office window. It's another domestic on Oakmont Street. Furious voices hurl distorted insults into the overcast sky. So in case you hadn't guessed from the title of today's episode and the introduction, we're going to be talking about description today. I'll go through a brief overview of the four types of description, a distinction I learned at Seton Hill University, and then we'll dive Uh, into the first category of description, which is called scientific description. But first here, let's define our terms. What is description exactly? And I kind of have three definitions here that kind of each speak to a different facet of what description is. The first is a dramatic recounting of a person, place, event, or idea as seen through the eyes of the point of view character, or if you're writing omniscient, the narrator himself. The second definition is the author delivering a character's personal perspective and human point of view in the story. And the third is the author describing the sensory truth of a character's unique and specific human experience. So they're all kind of related, but I think there's a little bit of subtlety there. And said more simply, it's just telling the reader what's going on, what's important, what they should focus on. Now, at this point, I can kind of feel some of you rolling your eyes at me across the space-time continuum. Like, why am I defining perhaps the most basic building block of dramatic narrative? (laughs) Um, Why are we focusing on description? Arguably, the easiest part of writing anything. And even most of my students aren't intimidated by description, and many of them love it too much and stray in the purple prose. Thinking about description in this way, that it's easy, that it's basic, that it's it's something to take for granted is extremely flawed and is definitely a detriment to writing strong characters and engaging narratives. It's true that description is the basic building block of immersive writing or writing that gets out of its own way and allows the reader to experience the character's unfiltered point of view. In this episode, we're going to be kicking off a series of episodes on how to write and immersive story and or how to write immersive prose. And according to one of my mentors from Seton Hill, Paul Goat Allen, who is a book reviewer for Barnes and Noble and Publishers Weekly and Blue Ink, immersive writing is the first thing he looks for in the novel that he's reviewing. Over the next few episodes, I'll be breaking down what this means to their basic elements. And hopefully I'll be providing some clarity as to how to do this well in your own writing. But before we get started on today's lesson, I want you to pause this podcast and go get a sheet of paper and a pen or open a new Word document or tab on your phone or computer. Um, So do it right now. Okay, now that you have your pen and paper, when I'm finished speaking, pause the podcast again and write a descriptive paragraph where your character leaves one aspect of a setting that you've created and enters into another. And this second part of the setting should be drastically different. A mentor at Seton Hill used the example of moving through a dark tunnel into a bright meadow, but really this can be a scene of motion into anything. Uh, moving from room to room on a space station, going through a portal into a new world, whatever works for you, as long as the scene has motion and it's describable by words. So pause now and write your paragraph. Okay, save that document, save that piece of paper, whatever you wrote it on. So we're going to be referring back to it uh, during this episode and in the upcoming days and weeks. So with that out of the way, 
Now we're going to start talking about description itself. So as I foreshadowed before, there are four different types of description. And again, I, I, I learned about this at Seton Hill's MFA program from one of the mentors there. His name's Dr. Albert Wenlin in one of his modules that he taught on description. So the four different types of description as, as I want to define them here are scientific description, sensory description, emotional description, and poetic description. And today we're going to be focusing solely on what's called scientific description. To be fair here, most writers usually don't stick to one type of description in a paragraph or even in the same sentence. Most of the time these are combined with each other as well as, you know, point of view, character bias, etc. to create an immersive experience. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to look at them one at a time. It's also worth noting that in long passages of description, the different types are usually presented in the same order that I just read them out to you. And that's the same order we're going to be studying them in scientific, sensory, emotional, and poetic. Additionally, this rule of those going generally in order in long passages and the categories of descriptions themselves hold true across all genres from romance to horror to science fiction. They all use the same descriptive toolbox. So you're not going to, you know, decide you're sick of fantasy and start writing romance. Like, it all goes across, it's cross-genre, it's all the same stuff. So scientific description itself is really quite simple. It's the use of hard data. It's used to provide important information, facts that no one is going to dispute. It's the unquestionable details of a scene or of a character, like he was six feet tall. It's unquestionable. I mean, you'd be ridiculous if you said, well, I need to measure that down to the millimeter. Like, no, he, it's it's stuff that's that's unquestioned, right? Uh, often this is the product of research. So if you're like me and you set a story in um, a major city in America, you're going to spend a lot of time looking at maps, street names, that sort of thing uh, to make sure everything's in the right place. And it makes the objects within the scenes and within the settings and the scenes themselves tangible. Often it's described as world building an area or writing yourself into a scene. You know, you it's the wide shot, right? in the beginning of a film to, to establish the setting. It's also the telling of information, like you know, he had brown hair. But the problem is, if you if you just stick only to this, you've written a pretty bad descriptive essay and, and a bad story. So I'm going to go through a couple of examples here of decent and or good descriptive writing. So this is for me from a workshop in grad school that I had to... I had to write it. Uh, the guitar was glossy black with silver tuning pegs and wound nickel strings. A white silver line bordered its cutaway style body. See, it's just describing an object. It's not all that interesting, but those are the facts. If you took a picture of it, that's what it would look like, right? And to be clear, we're intentionally not being poetic here, right? I could take that passage and make it sound super purple and ridiculous and, you know, write a poem about this black guitar, which was my first guitar, a lot of emotions tied up into it. You know, I, I could really, you know, potentially write something like that, but Again, just scientific description. It's not going to blow anybody away, right? Here's another one. He was a beefy man with fluffy popcorn hair, white shirt, and dark green chinos. That's from The Shining by Stephen King. Here's a science fiction one. On a far plane of Beta Pixis 3, Beta Pixis, the local sun, was just beginning its eastward journey up the sky. The composition of the atmosphere gave the sky an aqua tint, greener than Earth's, but still nominally blue. That's John Scalzi, Old Man's War. And finally, here's one from Fantasy. I wore a black suit and a white shirt, a black tie and black shoes, all polished and shiny. Clothes that normally would make me feel uncomfortable, as if I were in a stolen uniform, pretending to be an adult. And that's from Neil Gaiman's The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Additionally, at the beginning of this podcast, 
I tried to keep the paragraph that I read aloud for you at the beginning um, to mostly scientific description. So now an action step here. Take a look at the paragraph you wrote earlier. Can you locate any purely scientific description? At the end of this episode, I want you to take another look at that scene that you've described and convert it solely into scientific description just for practice. Now kind of to wrap things up here just a little bit. Scientific description is not rocket science. It's the easiest it's the easiest aspect of description to write. It's just describing the world around you. There's no reason to overcomplicate it um, and no reason to try to be cute when you write your scene, right? It, it shouldn't really read as anything really poetic. It should just be describing the area. Now, something to consider. Scientific description is really where you can direct the reader's attention. And it's, it's really your place to shine if you want to highlight small aspects of the setting that don't necessarily are, would be like our world. For example, I had a mentor in undergrad who always wanted to talk about like, how are their windows different? This is a fantasy world. This is a science fiction world. Like, how does the setting differ just a little bit to tip us off to tell us, you know, that we're not on Earth anymore, right? And what he was talking about was a, a concept called minute particulars. And really, we might do a separate podcast on that itself, but in short, it just comes down to finding the things about your fantastical world that are different. And scientific description is is the place to kind of look into that, right? It's, it's the place to highlight how your setting, how your fantasy world differs from, from Earth right now, today. And the same thing with science fiction, the same thing when you're writing a different location. You know, if, if you're writing a scene over in Europe and you're from America, you better know, you know, what voltage those, those, um, those electrical outlets are, especially if your character is, is playing an American, you know, and, and they brought their hair dry, they want to dry their hair, but they didn't bring the converter. You know, that's a place to really highlight the scientific description here is, is, is describing that. And then in the next episodes, we'll talk about emotional description. How does that objective fact make your character feel? right? Because we all respond to objective facts in different ways. We've seen that over the past two years. <laughs> uh, so anyway, in the next episode, we will be focusing on sensory description, which is how a character perceives and experiences the world. This is closely tied to scientific description. It's not yet to emotional description. It's not how they feel about the world, but you can see something, experience it, and then have an emotion. So kind of in that order, kind of how we experience the world. You know, you see something horrible, you have a sensory response to it. For example, the World Trade Center is falling. You know, people, I just watched that documentary, sorry, but you know, the people who were standing there, they, they, they saw a stimulus. They felt the fireball in some cases, if they were close enough, they felt the dust, they heard the plane, and then they had an emotional reaction to it. So you can kind of see what we're trying to set up here because that's how we experience the world too, is we see a stimulus, we experience it, and then we react to it emotionally. So in next episode, we're going to be focusing on sensory description, but that's all I have for you today for scientific description. Like I said, super simple, super easy, very straightforward. So have a great rest of your day or night. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to find us on Twitter at, at archetypist underscore pod or email us at archetypistpodcast at gmail.com. All of our contact information will be posted in the description of these episodes on Spotify, Anchor, wherever you're listening to us. And as always, stay positive, stay safe, and stay connected. Archetypists out.